that uh, when Adar comes, we have to increase in our happiness. Mar Bimbasimpa. Seems pretty uh, interesting that we live under a set of rules that we have to love God, so we're mandated to love and we're mandated to be happy. I'm not sure that's mandated in other things, so let's see where we were. All right, we were talking about the, the um, let me just grab my glasses there for a second. Um, we were talking about how the transmission of the Torah was going from person to person and then to the uh, elders. Let's see where we were. Um, All right, we had gone through, okay, here we are. Um, Shmaya and uh, Avtalyan received the tradition from them. Shemaya said, love work, despise lordliness, and do not become overly familiar with the government. That means not to watch any news, I'm pretty sure. Um, love work. You know, we're responsible to take care of our responsibilities, so we have to, we have to go to work. Despise lordliness. You give people a little bit of power, and next thing you know, they think they're the boss. In the simplest way, I was at a grocery store. I mean, you're dealing with people that are... You give them the littlest bit of power and they, they go crazy with it. So this is really saying to guard against that. You, uh, you don't want that. And then secondly, the, the familiarity with the government, that comes from um, that we learn. I know in the Talmud, again, we could look all these things up, where it says that the government only likes you when they need you. And the moment they don't need you any longer, they turn their back on you. Now, that was much more when there was a king and those, you know, in those days, he turned his back on you. You might never see the light of day again. So that was uh, important where he says to stay away, to, to be not as familiar with the government. As a matter of fact, there are rules that, you know, we're not supposed to dress like the non-Jews is what it says in the in the Torah that we're supposed to in in Mitzrayim that was one of the three things that it says saved us is that we kept our dress we didn't switch to their dress we kept our language the dress what was the third one and the names right those three are mentioned that we uh, keeping our own dress so the point I was going to make when they would let people deal with the government they were always extremely wealthy so that they had that kind of aura about them. And they actually say that the Romans cut their hair straight across the, the uh, bangs and that Jews didn't do that, but that the people that were able to go and negotiate with the Romans in the benefit of the Jewish people, they did let get dressed that way and cut their hair that way. But it was very specific people. They were picked by the rabbis. These were, and when you see the names of who went, they were the biggest rabbis of the Talmud, some of them. And it actually talks when they had to go negotiate business with the Romans, 
that they were allowed to do that haircut. It mentioned specific names of who they let that do, or to do that. Another interesting thing that people maybe don't realize also is that when we were the power of Eretz Yisrael, so that we were not under anybody else's rule, we obviously had to do commerce of some kind because we weren't going to be able to be completely self-sufficient. We were going to need things from other places. Those people were also not just regular people. The people who left Eretz Yisrael to go do things for the community around the world were people that were chosen as being righteous enough to be able to uh, sustain the barrage of everything that was going to be coming at them that they weren't going to have normally in, in where they were at home. So those people were picked carefully on who was allowed actually to go travel because the temptation was so big outside of the land. So just a couple of points on that one. That was Mishnah number uh, 10. So we Can will pick... an example of how today we can apply that as it relates to not dressing like the Goyim women? What are they talking about? You should wear a black suit and a white uh, shirt. <laughs> That's what it means. Like the cut of people's suits, even men's suits today. What they show off with the way they get the pants cut tight and uh-huh. everything, it's inappropriate. But, you, you know, I mean, you say you dress like the, like the Shiva guy every day? That's what they talk about. If, I mean, at least with a jacket, like people coming to shul and making a difference. But yes, it's, uh, we were not supposed to adopt the dress of the, uh, of the non-Jews. So am I sinning? Huh? Am I sinning? No sin. It's saying what if you were to do it in its most beautiful fashion of doing it. But for example, we really shouldn't just pick up the the new. You know, there's people who are slaves to fashion today. They're constantly you got to have the newest of whatever. That is really like the worst example of what that would be, where you always you're following the fashion. I don't think that us wearing clothes that aren't black and white suit and, uh, and shirt. And it's only my opinion. But if you were to chase fashion the way people do, I think that's probably the worst example of that. Because okay. I thought it's more about the covet of Shabbos. And, 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 you know, I, mean, I don't want to look upon somebody else as to how they dress on Shabbos, but I know for myself, oh, I, I tried it and I just felt terribly uncomfortable trying to fit in with the way a lot of people dress going short. Mm-hmm. And I just finally made a decision that I have I wear a, a dress shirt and a tie and a sports jacket and slacks, if not a suit. I'm Nothing shy. wrong with that. And I might stand out like a sore thumb, but I feel that's Shabbistic. Right. That's, that's proper COVID to Shabbos. Right. Wearing nicer clothes than you would during yeah. the week. Absolutely. They, it, you're just talking about extremes. What they were, they were actually trying to look like Jews. That's why they grew their beards and they wore hats and they wore suits all the time. You never see a rabbi, at least in the yeshiva world. You'll, the only time you'll see a rabbi without a black suit and tie or tie on is if they're doing some activity where it's there's some physical activity with that, but. 
The moment they would leave that, they put the tie back on, the jag to go into shul, to whatever it is. It's a, it's a concept in business, too. You feel the way you dress or dress the way you want to feel, mm -hmm. which today, you know, I remember when Casual Fridays showed up and my father was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to go very badly because then it'll be Casual Thursday and Casual Wednesday and then the whole week we come whatever way we want. It's even worse now, right? That's a lot of the time. Right. And it's also a Craig's like a uniform. That Craig's team seems to be belong to the team. Even the Goyim have come to the understanding if you have uh, to keep better order, you don't want to have the wealthy kids dressing in their fancy stuff and the poor kids dressing in what they might. They all wear a uniform to be like you're saying, one team. That's what I think that point. But it is very, it's not a, that's not a Talmud. That's actually in the, I think it's in Devara maybe. Boy, I could look up exactly where it is, where it says not to, you would know. Where does it say not to dress like the Goyim? Uh, when it gives you all the laws about the not wear men's clothing, it's right. in part. Right, right. I thought, it's yeah. Also, it's, also in it's in the Talmud also, but I mean the main source is a clear verse that's in the, in the Torah itself. So it's just a matter of, I think that's mostly talking like chasing the, the fashion. Every mm -hmm. time something new shows up, you have to have it. Okay, um, we got started a little bit early today, uh, late today, so we have a cottage now. Is that cool? All right. Yeah, I'm a cottage, I'm a cottage, I'm a cottage. We'll have to do my own. Oh, yeah.